Hello everybody, it's uh, Atheism UK's podcast here and uh, I'm Andy Phillips and we've got uh, John, Rich and Embers with us. Hi guys, how you doing? Hello. Hello. Not bad, not bad. All good, all good. Cheers John, everyone. Are you feeling better now mate? Cheers. No. <laughs> no, I'm still wiped out by this bloody Covid and yeah. that's why I'm still on the water because tea it just yeah. doesn't taste yeah. nice. Mm. Oh well. I've You'll got, get there. You'll get there. In this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't actually got coffee in it. I haven't even got tea in it this week. I've let the side oh, down badly. Slap, slap, slap your wrist there. Huh? It is taking rather longer to recover than I hoped. Uh, so, listen, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, morality, and it's a big subject uh, between theists and atheists. Um, I don't think we're going to be here to sort of just go through the moral arguments again. Uh, they've been done a million times. We're going to touch on them, obviously, in some of the aspects of it. But I think we just really want to sort of talk about the, the concept of morality and how it applies to our sort of worldview um, as opposed to a, a religious worldview. And because uh, there's a couple of different things here. There's this concept that, you know, morality comes from God and the way that religions deem things as moral uh we've spoken uh, sort of extensively about some of the things that we think are pretty immoral about religions um so i guess we're going to be talking a little bit about, about that but uh john you just recently written an article which hasn't been published quite yet um yeah. by the time people watch this it may have been published but uh do you want to just sort of kick off on this so it gives a bit of a background of where you come from on the question of morality yeah sure i don't think it's a useful word <laughs> I don't I don't feel we need the word morality at all. And I know that, Rich, you feel like this as well, because it seems to me that, you know how early Europeans used to hold a midwinter festival to celebrate the fact that the days were perceptibly lengthening, so we knew spring was coming. Mm -hmm. we, we got together, we drank and we ate and we had a good time and we called it Saturnalia. What happened to that is the Christians came along and stole it. They rechristened it, if I can use that word, Christmas. <laughs> and then, then we, we had it. It was theirs. They claimed it. So I think morality is the same. I think for millions of years, social animals have been developing relationship systems based on cooperation, empathy, trust. And then the Christians decided to make a takeover bid for it. And not just the Christians, all other religions have um, also made their play to um, take over and claim the exclusive uh, province of that word and what it means and what yeah. have you. And and as you say, you know, I think it's actually, uh, it's, it, by giving it the name morality, one of the things that we've done is that's a lazy label for a very complicated and complex interconnected ideas. Um, but yeah, so, um, and, and, and as I say, it's been hijacked. It has been absolutely hijacked by religions. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure that, you know, as I say, we don't want to go into the, the breadth and depth of the, the moral argument, but I just find it, it actually reaches a point where it's now irritating when it's, you know, well, if you don't have God, how can you be moral? And, and, and that 
is a major irritation for me when you actually look at the world and there are religious people that are profoundly horrible people. There are religious people who are good people. There are atheists who are really good people. And there are atheists who are thoroughly horrible people. Um, it seems to me in the real world, whether you're religious or not, has very, very little bearing um, on whether or not you're actually a good person, whether you actually you know, work to help people, um, and, and especially as somebody whose entire professional life, either in education or as a police officer, I've actually dedicated much of my life to trying to help people and I've never been religious. I've never had a God guiding me. Um, I've, you know, and many of the, the so-called moral rules that have been put in place by these so-called gods were actually in place long before humans made them up. Um, I, I find it, well, I find it insulting, um, but I, I find it majorly irritating when they claim it. And you're right. It is uh, not just the Christians who claim it. But the, th the odd thing is, each religion claims that they own it, and you have to belong to their God in order mm. to be moral. And yet they're all different. Mm. And actually, um, one of the things, not only, not only do religions hijack morality, I think they actually pervert it. Because, I mean, you know, there are some very, very horrible religious practices um, and um, excuses for treating people badly, uh, which which I would say would be profoundly immoral, that are claimed to actually be moral by the religious. I mean, a great example um, is the is the treatment of gay people. You know, um, I've, I've got gay friends um, who I wouldn't dream of treating badly because they were gay, whereas there are many religions that believe it's their moral duty, their moral duty um, to shun them, to persecute them, and in extreme cases, kill them. And they think that's the moral thing to do. Well, that's because that's what their religion tells them is the moral thing to do. And if Did murdering you people... Yeah, I just going to say, do you, do you think that, I mean, there's, there's a... Uh, if you start looking at this quite deeply... You can understand why a religion would take on the mantle of uh, the sort of guardians of morality. You know, I mean, you understand if a religion gets put in place, then they've got a question or they've got to um, have some sort of say over morality, what is right and wrong and guidance and all those sort of things. You can sort of understand exactly why that happened. So the concept of them hijacking it, I think, is completely right but they're hijacking it because they that really wouldn't have a choice i mean if you if you're uh early christian and someone asks you what's right and wrong you've got to go to something and i think the the concepts of what makes things moral uh from a god you know if it's if it's proposed that it's coming from a god makes it an absolute you know, this is the word of God and this is what God says. And so therefore it is moral. And I think what you, what you've, some of the things you said about, um, you know, being disgusted with that is that it actually takes it away from 
us humans and the human race, you know, Homo sapien, to actually start taking control and responsibility for what we as a as a group or a tribe, you know, uh, think of as moral. And and morals can change, you know, morals adapt over time. And so the, just the, having the concept, and this is what, what sort of worries me, is having the concept of moral absolutes given by God is you can't discuss them. You can't change them because they're given by God. Yeah. You know, and if you believe in God and you believe in what your, your Bible or your Quran or whatever it is that you're reading, if you read that and believe that God exists to start with and that this is the word of God and to be good, you need to follow God. Then to be good, you need to throw someone off a building if they're homosexual. That blows my mind because there is no room for discussion. There's no room to say, are we right? And this is the whole point of, you know, sort of the, the, the key to moral philosophy. You know, I mean, if you read things like, you know, Immanuel Kant or Nietzsche or, I don't know, Hume or all those people have been doing it. And Aristotle and, you know, all these people have been doing people it. People have been thinking about this do. for a while, yes. And they haven't come up with a definitive answer on morality. They, In fact, if you read all that stuff, it's there's a lot of questions in that because they, I think, you know, with moral philosophy, they're actually saying, is it this or is it that? Um, not always. I mean, some people like Nietzsche sort of have a definite concept of, of what morals are and how they're sort of shaped. Um, yeah. But is he right? Well, that's the discussion. And that's what you don't get with these religious, God-given moral absolutes. We can't move forward. So we can't change our minds. And to me, that's incredibly dangerous. You're right. I've got a couple of things to say about that. First of all, it's not just gays. They just love to disapprove of all sorts of harmless, loving sexual behaviours because for some reason they want to stick their noses into our genitalia. I mean, mind your own business. And the only question that we need to address in sexual behaviour is consent. (laughs) Absolutely. But that's, but other, not what, that's not what their book says. No. But the other thing is, Andy used the word concept, and I, I agree. I think that uh, morality is a concept, and we can think of it, and we can think of rules, and we can think of a possible absolute power that sets out these strict rules. But that's not what we observe. In the natural realm, all sorts of things happen cannot be addressed from those absolute rules because each incident is individual. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be taken event by event, case by case. Yeah. I'd like to, like, to, like, to, like to hear Embers' opinion on some of this as a psychologist. Um, um, you know, where, from, a, from a psychological point of view, um, where do you think this idea about morality comes from or, or how, how has it developed in, in, in modern humans? Well, I'm going to take this back to basics. Um, I know you've discussed that. You don't particularly like the word moral morality, but uh, it's in the dictionary. It's got a specific yeah, it, meaning. And uh, it is and used. 
to to give it its simplest definition, it's simply to do with the right or wrong or the good or bad of human behaviour. Uh, and, and that's as complicated as it gets. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we've got masses and masses and masses of navel-gazing on this by various philosophers over centuries that really, as far as I'm concerned, goes way too deep. The biggest problem we have as, as atheists that we hear again and again and again is from religionists who say, how can you possibly have any morals if they don't come from God? Now, we know all the arguments for that. Yeah. And um, it's quite an uh, easy question to answer. It's just a pain. It, it, it is indeed. But a lot of people who follow religion or deeply involved in it, actually operate on a two-tier system. They operate in their everyday lives with the morals that their particular society, and we know all societies have slightly different takes on morals, although some of them are universal. Uh, some things that are acceptable in other societies are not acceptable in our society, and, and vice versa. Now, they also operate, uh, we were talking about, compartmentalization that we humans can think one thing in one area of the brain and you know believe something in, in, in another and they're going to operate as well uh, given the the moral dictates of their particular religion so they're, they're actually operating on a, on a, a two-tier system to actually please themselves now if you can't tell me that any christian living in the uk at the minute advocates going out and stalling your children to death or your wife to death because they committed adultery or your, your, your children have uh, been, been cheeky to you um, and all the sorts of things that we, that we see in the Bible. Now, the biggest problem for me with religionists is they're very time set because let's, let's talk about Christianity. It only goes back so far. So are you actually trying to tell us that... Um, in the couple of million years since modern humans have been around, before people came up with the concept of God, that people didn't live together with any sort of moral moral code that they came up with it in in their own cultures. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I was um, I was I was watching a video actually fairly recently, and it was actually about law, uh, and um, the, and what they were saying was the earliest evidence of a legal system that we found dates all the way back to 24,000 um, BCE. That's a long time, and that's a long time before Christianity came along. Um, and, it, and, 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 it was a, and it was a codified moral code. Now, I mean, our, our own law, legal system is to an extent morality codified, but I still think that there it still needs a lot of work, and it's... And it's a continual work in progress because I still think there are laws out there that are incredibly immoral. Um, but but yeah yeah you can't tell me that the concept of of theft and murder, for example, two of the favourite ones that you know religionists like to pull out of the Old Testament uh, and the Ten Commandments, you can't tell me that they were acceptable um, before before. No, I know that the story of the Exodus isn't true, and we've covered all that. But you can't tell me that those things were not um, 
codified within a moral framework before the so-called exodus. You can't tell me that because it's it's nonsense. Well, we 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 know for a fact that there, you know, things like uh, what is the Ten Commandments in the Bible. We know that the Egyptians had exactly the same thing. Hmm. That uh, you know, a commandment rule. You know, that yeah. it says we know that from history. We know that the Romans had it. We know that the Greeks had it. You know, um, we, we know Home of Hammurabi, all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, we 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 know we know all these things. So, you know, I don't think that the the problem is the hijacking per se. I mean, it, it it feels like they took ownership because they had this religion and they had to address it, and so they took ownership and put down what they they thought. But you, if you go back to the, this concept, which we've spoken about before, mm. that the Bible is written by human beings, you know, um, and if you, I mean, if you read the Quran, if you read the Bible, you read what people were thinking at that time. It, they, they, it comes from the knowledge of that time. Mm. It doesn't come from beyond the universe. It comes from the people of that time. Then they might keep on saying that it is, God's rule or God's law or, you know, God says this and, and Jesus timeless says that. and all that. Yeah. But that's scripture, you know, and we know from the, some of the other podcasts that we've had and some of the other um, things that maybe me and John have done with, <clears throat> with interviews with people, uh, we, we know that it is human written uh, and we know that it's of the time. And we know that if they're going to put something in place, they're going to have to put something about what's right and what's wrong. So, you know, <clears throat> you say that it was it was uh, hijacked. Yes, so it's a, it's a it's a word which I think is apt, but they would have had to have done that. My, but again, my problem basically is that it isn't moral. You know, there are some things we all agree with, but we it's like, for instance, you know, thou shalt not kill, for instance. Well, that sounds like an obvious thing, but when you actually go into the moral philosophy of it. Yeah. When is it right to kill? Is it right to kill? And you'll find many people have very, very, very different opinions about That's that. That's the point. And it all depends on situation, you know. And, and this is why I think, you know, the, 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 this concept of moral objectives or objective morals falls by the wayside there, you know. And this is the thing that, they, that, that religion builds the basis on. And they do it because... They think that if they've got something which is absolutely set in stone, they will not deviate from that. Then people who follow that religion have some sort of moral guideline. They have a, a you know a moral standard to live up to, and that is a psychological thing. So it doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but it just means they've got a very very strong moral outline. This is the this is this is what morals are, and we own them as our whatever religion it is. Well. And we will defend them. And also, they they can identify their own in group. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but it, but this is the this is the point for me that th those those things we can say that some of those things in the in the Bible and the Quran and all that sort of thing are immoral, um, and they are. But in fact, some of them I would say were know, downright disgusting. To oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, and again, it, it, the appeal is if you haven't read the Bible, go and read the bloody Bible. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, go and read the Bible because if you if you if you if you go to church and you believe in God and all those sort of things, you know, read the bloody Bible. 
the whole yeah, thing. Read the Quran. Actually, read it. You know, read what's in there. It's oh, not. It's not what you think it is. Yeah, I've, um, I've just been reading the uh, the New Testament today, which I happened to find while I was clearing out because in our, our last podcast, I pointed out that I was christened in a Methodist church. I forgot to add that my parents are not religious at all, uh, so religion was never discussed in the home. Why I was sent to a Methodist uh, Sunday school, I've, I've got no idea. But I actually found the Bible that was awarded to me just before I was ex- expelled in 1965. Just got my name and a little little sort of... Uh, Showing your age now there, Mark. Uh, for promotion day, whatever that was. Um, but I, I've still got it. And it, it's a great reference. It, it, it really is. But if we look back to the so-called Ten Commandments in the in the, the Old Testament, uh, in Exodus and Deuteronomy as as well. Uh, there are actually more than uh, ten, 10 Commandments, as people seem to think of. Yeah, yeah, there's actually two different two different sections yeah. in the Bible about the commandments. Indeed. There's, yeah. even, there's even two different sets of Ten Commandments. So that's, yeah. uh, yeah. Yes, just, just to confuse things. But, but if you look at uh, some of them... Um, you shall have no God before me. Uh, don't make any craven images. I mean, they, they're not moral lessons. They're just scare tactics. Uh, they're not going to make you a, a good or a bad person in society. So they're, they're, they're absolutely meanest, and they're particularly meaningless to atheists because God doesn't exist in the first place. It make mm. uh, but things that are more universal, like thou shalt not kill, uh, obviously there are... Um, as Andy says, that there are times when, yeah, absolutely. Well, even in the Bible, thou shalt not kill unless I say so. And I say so, and I say so quite a lot, actually. But, uh, you know, don't steal. Uh, These are universal things in in, in human society across time, well predating any uh, thought about gods and, and scripture and, and and the Bible and all the other religious texts, uh, because we you know we, in our own society you just can't go around killing people. You can't go around killing your neighbours because their their trees are overgrown. Your fence. Uh, there well, are consequences for, for, for that, uh, and people don't need to have. Uh, consequences like ending up in prison for life or having a death sentence if you're if you're in America, people just know you you don't do this because it's accepted in your society. You don't steal things from people because you just know it's wrong. You don't have to be told by a deity or, or scripture that you shouldn't be be doing that. Fine, and, yet steal. There are, and then yeah, steal, there steal are, if you're hungry. Yeah, you're starving. <laughs> but, you know, everything's got a butt. Yeah, everything, it. everything's got that but. You know, you can, you know, we can all think of the classic case of where lying is a moral act, where theft can be a moral act. You know, there, and then there are things that are deemed being immoral, which aren't actually have no moral dimension to them whatsoever. Yes. yes. Um, again, yeah. coming back to homosexuality, you know, that does not have a moral dimension to it whatsoever, provided consent is involved uh the moment you lose consent in any of any sort of sexual situation that's when it becomes immoral that's the that's the point of morality there not the act itself um but again you know as we said before in in previous in previous uh, podcasts not only is it about 
identifying that in-group, but it's about controlling that in-group as well. Yes. Um, I, love, I love your use of in-group there because it's, it's not just how you behave sometimes. To be a member of an in-group, it seems to be moral in some cases to cut the tip off your little boy's penis. Mm. Yeah. And how, and how weird is that? And, and 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 there have been some really strange, you know, discussions about oh well actually it's a health it's a health reason, you know. Uh, and it's that's merged into that's certainly in America it doesn't happen so much here. Um but certainly in America it was all it was almost standard practice um in America. And that's changing. Um that's changing quite quickly now in America. But um but yeah, here that was never a ma- you know that was never actually a major thing. I don't think. But um, well, there's only two percent of cases where it is medically indicated to be necessary, and you don't discover that until puberty. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that, I mean that that sort of thing is uh, just a little bit bizarre to me as well. But there's lots of things that are bizarre to me. I live in a world of being bewildered by stuff that happens, especially religious stuff that happens. It's just be- mm. is bewildering. There's a couple of things I want to want to say, though. Um, the very first thing is that at some point we're going to have to drag out of Embers why he got expelled from... Um, <laughs> from Sunday school. Sunday <laughs> school. We've got to drag that out at one point. That's going to be... And that would be, be a really big podcast. Um, but the other, the other thing more. is that um, the... We get a lot of people asking us, uh, especially people who are religious, where we get our morals from, uh, as if you've got to get them from somewhere. There has to be an external source, Mm. because that's the the, the sort of the way the mindset is of someone who believes in God or or is religious, is that you, you, as a human being, can't have any morals. You come with a completely blank slate of morals. And it's got to come from somewhere. So it's a sort of loaded way of actually asking the question, where do you get your morals from? Well, we get this so often. A loaded on, question you know, on social media. Yeah. It just, it just gets to the point where we've answered it like a million times. Mm. Uh-huh. And, you know, at the end of the day, so you just write, I can't be bothered to tell you again. <laughs> well, uh, to, to take your first point, Andy, um, I'm going to stretch this uh, Sunday school thing out like a soap opera, so that there's a build, there's a build up. Yeah, so yeah, I don't want to give the audience the the, the whole thing straight off, so we'll, we'll we'll put a little bit of tension in there. But uh, coming back to where we we get our, our morals from, <laughs> yeah, just 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 like that. Um, when, when children are born and, uh, and brought up, they're, they're, they're immersed in, in society and, and their parents. And that, that's where they, they learn what is um, generally accepted as right right or wrong or, or, or good good and bad. Uh, so yeah, you have to grow up in society, you have to deal with other children, you have to learn all these things as, as you grow up. And you know instinctively what is right and what is wrong. We don't get it right all the time, of course, you know. I've, I've done things that I shouldn't really have done. Um, I'm not proud of myself for some some other things I've done. Uh, I, I don't have any regrets, but uh, I thought, oh, oh, I could have done that differently. But these are things you you have to learn. I don't get it from anywhere else. Um, mm. Maybe because well, I, I know we're all educated. Well, we, we we all we all we all study 
uh, you know, we read a lot, lot about things, so you, you, can, you can gain insights from 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 that as well. Yeah. But it's really the society that that, that, that you live in. Um, you know, you, you don't want bad things to be done to you. Therefore, by consequence, you don't do bad things to anybody else. It's basically as simple as that. So, yeah. so what you're talking about is it's, it's well-being. You know, it's what yes. uh, it's what Emmanuel oh. Kent called goodwill. You know, if you. Oh. Well-being is what I was literally about to say myself. I mean, yeah, it, it's about maximizing well-being and minimizing harm. Now, every and, and every situation, there's always a trade-off. You know, there is there is there is always situations where, um, you know, sometimes a minor bit of harm um, can actually maximize um, maximize uh, well-being. I mean. Great example, uh, you know, very, very uh, topical at the moment, uh, vaccination. Um, you get a shot in the arm, which may or may not hurt. You may get a reaction from it, which is your immune system kicking in. And so, for example, when I went for my first COVID vaccine, um, 24 hours, you know, I had 24 hours of feeling very sick. I had to spend the day in bed with the shivers, Um and, and, you know, feeling absolutely wiped out. Um, after that, I was fine. And as a result of that, I know that um, I have been exposed to a number of people who have had COVID. Sorry, John. But I have been exposed to a number of people who have had COVID. But because I work in education now, I have to take regular, I have to be regularly tested. I've not caught it. And so the maximum, and I know people who have caught it, who have been vaccinated, who have not suffered as badly as others who have suffered and died because of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and for that, for that 24 hours of discomfort, which you could say was not, was not um, to, for my, you know, it didn't make me feel very well, but overall for my well-being, it's maximized it because I've been, been able to avoid catching that bloody horrible disease. And that's just one example, um, you know, and and maybe maybe another one would be a childhood punishment now, maybe getting being sent to bed early or what have you. Um, I'm not going to go into spanking because I'm not a fan of that either because of for, for for various reasons. Uh, well, again, consent, uh, <laughs> but um, but spanking children, for example, I'm I'm, I'm not a fan of that. There are other ways and more constructive ways to punish children for. They're, they're indiscretions, but a little bit of discomfort then teaches them a valuable lesson for later on in life. Um, well, just, just, just to sort of just you know, clarify that, that point and, and put it to the, the concepts of morality. Mm. You know, when I was a child, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't agree with hitting kids. You know, uh, I think that's just the wrong way to go around it. However, in my day, it's what they did, you know, it's what my parents did. You know, if I did something wrong, I'd be you literally yeah. booted up the road by my dad or, you know, dragged by my mum or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I remember sort of playing around with a um, a power socket and a plug when I was yeah. very tiny. I'm mean, talking about sort of three and three and four. And my mum come over and, and literally smacked me on the bottom. And it was hard and told me, don't do that. You know, you don't touch that. Yeah. Right. A, it's a moral to, to, you know, you could say it's a moral to smack a child or hit a child, okay? Mm. But I never touched that plug ever again. Mm. So the immorality 
if you look at it like that, the immorality of smacking me or hitting yeah. me as a child yeah. far outweighs the the consequences. You know, it's the, you know, you could have been electrocuted. Far outweighs yeah. the consequences yeah. of what could have happened if I electrocuted myself. And yeah. I never done it again. And I learned a lesson. So, you know, with those sort of things, I, I think it's there's stuff around those those concepts i mean you could say if he was ultra liberal you could sort of say no you should sit them down and explain it to them and things like and that's great but my mum just literally just went ah crap <laughs> and i didn't do it again so that's just that's a sort of side of the you know this moral balance is it right to hit children absolutely no every time it's not right to hit a child well, there's, that, always, that's said, there's always that but, isn't there? There's, there's always, always that but. You know, I, I wouldn't agree with it nowadays. I probably would if you know if I was if Oof. I was you know babysitting a kid or something. You know, which I really don't want to do too much of. But if I was looking after a kid and they they did something that they were just about to hurt themselves badly, and again, that was probably more of a yeah. knee jerk reaction from your mum. Yes, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I must have had a, a, a different upbringing from from the rest here. I had sort of quite quite strict parents uh, i remember being very very young uh, and i was playing with an open fire and they just let me get on with it uh, and I, got, <laughs> I got i got burnt i did and uh, strangely enough you didn't uh, they, do that they didn't, did, they didn't tell me off for that but i've had a, a lifelong fascination with fire and fireworks and all sorts all, all my life so that would explain that glow around you at the moment yeah that, 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 that's got a very yeah, orange my, my glow house, you haven't got fire on have you yeah my, my house is actually on fire at the minute but, uh, <laughs> but uh, even though i had strict parents i and and they're not religious i never ever got hit all the way through Ooh. being a child teenager etc until i left home i went to a boys grammar school uh, and they did have the, the cane and, and the slipper there i never ever uh, got caned or, or punished and the main reason for that all the way through my childhood is because i never got caught <laughs> i believe that they call that the 11th commandment isn't it <laughs> yeah. thou shalt not get caught yeah. i'd like to broaden this out because uh, although you're all right in, in that, we don't get our morality down from a source or from a book or anything. We, we get it from each other. We fit into society. And this mm. is an evolved adaptation, which you can mm. see in lots of other social animals going back many more millions of years previous to the evolution of Homo sapiens. Mm. I mean, you've only got to have a dog as a pet, for example, to see how willing they are to be trained to fit in. Don't poo on the carpet. You know, they, they want to be sociable. And that's what morality is. Well, and so it would also... Again, sorry, sorry, Rich. I'll just, just go back to what uh, Embers was saying about um, uh, where our morality comes from. And, you know, we, we, we learn these things socially as we grow up. Because, you know, if you was at, if you're at school, I keep on going back to school, um, but I remember, you know, pulling a girl's hair at school when I was a kid, pulling a ponytail, because I thought it was funny, but it made her cry. And I was told off, you know, and the thing that they said to me was, how would you like it if that happened to you? How would you like it if someone pulled your hair? And it, it made me go, don't laugh just because I'm bald now. <laughs> 
It has happened to you. It happens to me so many times. No, but it's, it, that's pretty typical of how we learn morals throughout through our social upbringing. Is like, you know, how would you like it if that happened to you? And this really goes back again to Immanuel Kant's concept of well-being or, or goodwill, as he put it. You know, if you've got the goodwill to other people, then you will be more moral if you if you do mm. things through that. And this is, the, the, the again, the key of um, morals coming from God. You, it, it takes away that thought process that it's down to you. Morals don't come from God. They come from within you. Mm. And so if, you, if you, you can pass this off as, I don't have to think about morals because I just follow this, and that, mm. that's my guideline. And that and is I think there's really also dangerous. There, yeah, and there's also there's also the flip on that because um, you know you, you you have individuals that were bullied at say at school that grow up to become bullies themselves. Um, but one of the reasons for that is a lot of bullies that um, become bullies um, they don't see the people that bullied them having consequences. So I think I think there is a there is a place for there being consequences for actions, uh, but we've said you know that that's how society works, yeah. and and that's where it can go wrong. So you know you've got somebody that's being bullied, and their bully is not getting pulled up for it. They're not getting punished. They're not getting they're not seeing consequences happened, and in frustration they become bullies themselves. And that almost happened. That almost happened to me. Uh, this is, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to make an admission here. You know, I was I was bullied. Uh, probably why I became a policeman. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I was bullied at school, and I started myself because the bullies were never punished. Uh, the bullies were never they were never caught. They were never punished, even when I was being bullied in front of staff at that school. They let me get away with it. And I nearly started to, I started to bully another kid who then reported it and I did get pulled up over it. And I, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, if looking back on it now, it wasn't a severe punishment. I ended up having to um, sit out one lunch break on, a, on, on the naughty bench uh, in the, in the, in the, in the foyer of the school. But, I literally just had to sit there and it, and I started thinking, actually, I don't like this. I don't like being pulled out. I don't like the fact that there are these consequences. They don't have to be harsh consequences, but it taught me that there are and can be consequences to those actions and learn from them. And, and I, and I became, and I became an anti-bullying sort of person ever since. Yeah, I never bullied anyone again, and qu quite the opposite. I always tried to intervene when I saw other people being bullied. Yes, um, you, you make the point that every incident is individual, and it should yeah. be considered on a case-by-case -case basis, and sometimes there's justice and sometimes there isn't. But you'll all remember how last year there was an incident in Stratton where this recently released Muslim from jail got a knife and stabbed two or three people until 60 seconds later, he was shot by the police. Mm -hmm. And nobody complained that they had murdered him in, in, immorally. Everybody agreed that the police had done a splendid job. Killing was 
right in that case. And in, interestingly, it's happened again more recently in New Zealand, where yeah. again, again, the police shot this stabber within a few seconds of him carrying out his rampage. So mm. it's case by case. So, so do, you, do you guys think that um, it can be seen as uh, internal and subjective? Not I think entirely. Not <laughs> entirely. No, I, I think I think the the, the 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 phrase that I heard, which actually I think sums it up best, is it's situational morality. Mm. It's not objective. It's not subjective. It's it, it is sort of somewhere in between, and it is dependent upon the situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And you know, and uh, and um, you know. There have also been cases where the police have shot and killed somebody. Uh, you know, Jean-Charles de Menezes, great example um, of, of the Stockwell shooting, yeah. where it was, it was totally wrong. He was completely the wrong person. He was, mis, he was, he was misidentified, yeah. and he was shot seven times in the head, and he was completely innocent and completely unarmed. Yeah. And um, people, weren't saying, people have not been saying that those officers did a good job. Yeah, but was that was it? Did they? I mean, I I, I sort of remember the remember the case, but is that mm. immoral what they did, or is that mistaken identity basing themselves on what they believe to be a moral act? They, they yeah. were acting on the information that they had at the time. Yeah. So was it immoral or immoral? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll have to come in with, with this, uh, please. Mm. Please, uh, please. In, please. In, in the in the UK. Uh, Bearing in mind that they're getting this information in their ears all the time, so the situation is building up and building up to the, to, to the tension. I'm getting away from the subject a, a little bit here. But um, in the UK, the police do not shoot to kill. They shoot to stop. So the consequence of what you were saying, John, about the Stratton shooting, that person had to be stopped because there was no yeah. other way of stopping them. The consequence of shooting somebody is the likelihood that they might die. So if you're trying to stop somebody who thinks you, you think is a suicide bomber, yeah, there's another example of uh, religious morals. Mm. This should bring it back to the, uh, the, the subject. Crazy. You have got to stop them pretty quickly uh, mm. by, by any means you can. You're not necessarily trying to kill them, but there's a consequence of shooting somebody, and that yeah. means they may die. Mm. Yeah, that's and and in, the case, in the case of John Charles Menezes, yeah, they believed he was a suicide bomber, and they were following the instructions of of um, of, of how to handle that particular case. Yeah. So, so that's um, what I'm trying to say. Is in, so in that case, that's not immoral what they did. Well, I don't think it's helpful to consider what whose yardstick are you using for moral. It's, mm. it's well, a, this is why we need the the. the you know, the philosophical navel gazers. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are value judgments, aren't they? And I've got an alternative expression for morality. It doesn't trip off the tongue, unfortunately, but I think we've got a foundation of evolved behaviours that are principles that we try to adhere to, but they don't that almost certainly won't fit every circumstance, which is where, you know, it's partly objective. I don't like that word either. Like we could go into that on another chat. Yeah. 
but it's partly subjective based on the situation, as uh, Rich was saying. So here's my phrase. Contingent responses to incidents based on a foundation of evolved behaviours and socially developed norms. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't trip off the tongue at all, does it? <laughs> That's easy, easy anyway. for you, you, you to say. But um, Can, can you yeah, turn it, that into an acronym, please? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's 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 fine to sort of you know delve delve in, into these things, but this is not how people operate in the real world. Uh, mm. If you're a, a religionist and you, and you you know you, you've got the Ten Commandments and whatever, or the six hundred and thirteen commandments, indeed, uh, whatever clergy or or dictating to you, you don't go around thinking about this in your, your day-to-day life. So if you, if you get into some sort of situation, you're just going to act like any other normal human being. You're not going to go, oh, what, what does Scripture say? What, what does Jesus say? I, I do this. What does the Old Testament say? And what was that bit in Deuteronomy? They get, oh, I've forgotten. Mm. Uh, no, yeah, you, you just do what you, you have to do. just deal with it. That's it. It's a survival mechanism. You, you, you're not thinking about morals what, what what's right or wrong if you're in danger you just deal with it so yeah. um it would be hopeless wouldn't it if we yeah. had to consult a list to see whether yeah. what we were, we we're about to do like you know save andy from electrocuting himself mm. was approved by this list somewhere yeah. on the menu does it yeah it'd be like the heads up display in the terminator wouldn't it you know, yeah, so yeah. What, what's, what's right. with the appropriate response for yeah. that it, 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 it doesn't work uh, but we've got uh, religionists who are saying, you know, where do atheists get, get their morals from? Yeah, that's, we've, we've covered that. The same place as everybody else. But uh, they're also claiming that they've got their own moral guidelines, which uh, you know, claim to be coming di- directly from from God or interpreted mm. by, the, by the clergy. But we see that all goes out of the window when mm. we've got things like crusades, Spanish Inquisition, Yeah. All sorts of torture, yeah. witch hunts, misogyny, um, anti-homosexuality. I hate using the word anything before we are in it because it's, 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 it's not correct. Um, so we, we've got all that. And then we've got huge problem with uh, sexual abuse. And that's either child or adult. So it, it spans a whole in, in, in the church and all sorts of different religions. So that, you know, on one hand, you're saying... This is what God telling us to do because we might go to hell. If we don't do that, we'll go to hell. But on the other hand, there's all sorts of um, abuse go- going on with children and adults and teenagers mm. in, in, in churches. Now, atheists don't get their, their morals from anywhere apart from just being generally nice people. Most of mm. them are. And there's, uh, there's, there's also and one last... Yeah, there's one one last point, because I know that we're running out of time. And there's also one last point I want to make here, is um, when religious people try to impose that morality um, on those that don't believe in that. There's that wonderful cartoon of the two two women in the park eating an ice cream, and the man comes up to them and says, I'm sorry, but my religion says you can't eat ice cream in the park. And And the women said, well, don't then. And he turns around and said, no, no, you misunderstand. Because I believe it, you can't do it either. And I think that might be um, a topic for uh, another time yeah. of the imposition of um, religious mal- mal- morality 
uh, on others. So I think I think um, you know I think it's probably a, a good good idea. I'll, I'll bow to Andy, but I think it's a good idea that we uh, sort of cap it off there. Yeah, that's fine. I think we'll be able to talk about this a, a, a little bit more on other. Well, other so many of so many of our videos have come back to this topic. So they have, we... they have. They it does come back time and time again. But you know, I know I'm, I'm, what I'd like to do is at some point talk about this the the concept of uh, morality based on you know the 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 well being of others, and if, if if that was actually part of our social structures and taught as vigorously as religion if that sort of concept of of well-being of others is paramount because we need that for our society if that sort of thing was was you know as much pressure was put on people because of that i think we'd just be living a much better world you know rather than religious morality so anyway guys i think that's been absolutely fantastic thanks for joining again today uh guys we're going to be around next week as well and uh so if you haven't subscribed, you really, really need you to subscribe as much as you possibly can. I'm getting other people to subscribe as well uh, because that helps with the algorithm, helps us to spread um, uh, podcasts around and uh, get people watching them and that sort of commenting. Comment on this as well uh, just to uh, let us know your feelings on what we've been talking about today or anything else about what we talk about. So until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Well, thanks for joining us today, and don't forget to click that like button. Also, make a comment, and of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.